Hi, I'm attorney Nick Namath with the Law Offices of Nick Namath. I want to welcome everyone back to our podcast, Namath IRS News. For those of you that are joining us for the first time, a little about myself. I've been an attorney for over 20 years, and our firm, the Law Offices of Nick Namath, focuses solely on helping individuals and businesses resolve issues with the IRS. Today, we're going to be discussing IRS penalty abatement. Falling behind on paying your taxes to the IRS will result in penalties and interest charged by the government. And the longer your tax debt goes unpaid, the higher the interest and penalties. Fortunately, there are IRS penalty abatement options available to certain people in certain situations, though most taxpayers are not aware that this is even possible. Today, we're going to go over who can benefit from IRS penalty abatement and how to take advantage of these options. Keep in mind, applying for IRS penalty abatement is a complex process that often requires professional help, and my firm, the Law Offices of Nick Namath, can help. I'm joined by my colleague and managing attorney at our firm, Jamie Flores, who will provide an insight into what taxpayers need to know. Jamie, would you like to chime in for a second before we begin? Sure. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Uh, Again, I'm Jamie Flores, the managing attorney here at the Law Offices of Nick Namath. Uh, If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We're glad you joined us. And if you're back, thanks for joining us again. Um, Today is an exciting topic uh, because it has the potential to actually reduce what you owe to the IRS. Not many options are available to do this. So it's called IRS abatement of penalties. Today, we'll discuss what this is, how it's possible, and how you can get this benefit. All right, Nick, let's get started. All right, no better place to start than with question one. Let's start with the basics. What exactly is IRS penalty abatement for the layperson out there? Sure. So a penalty abatement is a request to the IRS to either eliminate or reduce your tax penalties. An abatement is possible only if you've made an effort to comply with the IRS in the past. But for unforeseen circumstances, um, you were not able to pay or file on time, and it was outside of your control. A penalty abatement is commonly requested in cases where they will reverse penalties for failure to file or failing to pay your taxes. But those are not the only options, and so we'll go into that a little bit further. But no, if you qualify, you will be responsible to still pay your taxes. You just might get relief from some of the added penalties. All right, okay, next so question. You talked- You talked about different options. Let's talk about what those uh, different penalty abatement options are. Yeah, there are a few paths that we can um, to get the IRS penalty abatement. The one in the most common is called reasonable cause. So this is based on your facts and circumstances that pertain to your situation. The IRS will look at uh, what they're given. They'll consider any reason which establishes that you used all ordinary business care and prudence to meet your tax obligations, but nevertheless, you were unable to do so. And and we'll talk about some of the examples of that a little bit later. Another option available is first-time abatement. This is a little confusing for people to understand. So it is, if you have a first penalty for failure to file or failure to pay, or even a failure to make your federal tax deposits, To be eligible, you have to have three consecutive years with no penalties. So that means you filed on time, you paid on time for three years. Then in that fourth year, 
you may be eligible to, for abatement of penalties under the first time penalty abatement program. Another option that we don't see very often, um, but is available is a statutory exception. If you relied on incorrect written advice from the IRS, um, then you may be eligible to abate penalties that way if they gave you advice that was not correct. Um, but again, for any of these options, it's highly recommended that you seek advice of counsel, hire a tax attorney to help determine whether or not you qualify um, for penalties to be abated. So let's go back to that first option you talked about, the reasonable cause option. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about those reasonable causes? What are some of the examples of what those causes could be that would qualify you for a penalty abatement? Yeah. So reasonable cause is, is just that. It's a reason, something that occurred in your life that caused you not you, you to not be able to file on time or pay on time. Um, some examples of these that we see um, or that are available that we know that tax court has approved or that the IRS has approved is um, death or a serious illness, incapacitation of the taxpayer or an immediate family member of the taxpayer a natural disaster like a fire or flood, civil disturbances like a riot or a mail strike, um, inability to obtain your records, or you were not able to determine how much taxes that you actually owed um, for some reason that was beyond your control, unavoidable absences. So ones that we've seen approved for this is if somebody is in jail or in a rehab facility, um, then they will waive penalties in some circumstances, um, depending on documentation that you have uh, to prove that you were unable to file or pay your taxes on time. And another one that uh, we've recently seen is if you are held hostage in another country, they will abate your penalties in that instance. Wow, being held hostage <laughs> in another country. These all sound like some pretty serious reasons people have to have to qualify for abatement. What if someone is going through that list and they just don't seem to fit into those categories? Is it still possible some other way to qualify for penalty abatement? Absolutely. So if your situation's not covered in that list, it's pretty extensive. Um, there are penalty abatement options that are still available. So the IRS is likely gonna ask you specific questions to determine the authenticity of your claim. Um, and the biggest thing that I tell everybody is documentation. The IRS absolutely loves documentation. So some of the questions that they're going to look at is what issue or circumstance took place in your life that caused you to not file or not pay your taxes on time? Um, do you have dates of your issues that happen that you mentioned that have to coincide with the dates associated with your penalties? So if something happened in 2010, and, but you filed and paid your taxes on time in 2010, and then you filed late 15, 16, and 17, and you're requesting penalties to be abated in those years, what happened to you in 2010 is likely not going to be a factor in you not, not paying or filing in 15, 16, and 17. So it has to coincide uh, with what your request is. Additionally, did you ignore other bills at that time um, instead of just your taxes? For instance, do you have late notices? Do you have disconnection notices, um, repossession? Even bankruptcy filing is, is a good cause for them to allow penalties to be abated. Um, 
the one of the key factors that they also look at that people might not be aware of is what is your history with the IRS? Are you known to them for filing late and having penalties? If so, your chances of getting an abatement decrease substantially. So always remember, aside from reasonable cause, there is still the first time penalty abatement. If you have clean compliance history for three years, you may be eligible for abatement under first time abatement and also reasonable cause abatement. So before we go on to the next question, Jamie, we're talking about all these different ways to qualify all the reasons that you have to have. It kind of reminds me of an example. This, oh God, it had to be five, maybe 10 years ago. Uh, this was a taxpayer who had this horrible story. And I'm, I'm, I think this will illustrate what the point we're trying to get across is how, to, how difficult penalty abatement can be. This was a husband and wife driving. It was a van and they had, I can't remember, four or five kids in the back of the van. They ended up in a horrible accident. I think they were rear-ended by an 18-wheeler. Unfortunately, none of the children survived. So as you can imagine, these parents were stricken with grief. They went a few years without filing. It just wasn't, you know, on their priority list. You know, as you can imagine, dealing with five, four or five children in a car accident that pass away like this, it's got to be overwhelming. So when the taxpayers finally, you know, were able to overcome that grief and decided to fix this, you know, I thought, boys, if there's ever a good case for penalty abatement, this has got to be it. The response from the IRS was underwhelming, to say the least. Basically, their response was not verbatim, but sorry about the dead children. They could have hired a CPA to file the returns. So when you see that kind of discretion available to the service, it just kind of emphasizes the fact that as to how hard it is to actually get that penalty abatement granted, which is why you really want to consider having a professional to make sure it's done, you know, with everything in your corner that's possible. Let's go on to the next question. When you're talking about abatement, uh, how much can actually be abated? Is there a limit to that amount? So unfortunately there's, or or fortunately, there's not a published limit. So it's kind of determinable on how much penalties are you charged and what were your circumstances that they're going to look at. And you're right. The IRS has full discretion on if they're going to approve your penalty abatement based on whoever's just reading what you wrote to them. Um, they could be having a bad day. Um, we, we really don't know the rhyme or reason as to how they are approving it and the accountability of the person that's reading the requests. Um, but once you qualify for penalty abatement under the first time abatement, it's whatever penalties that you had associated with that tax year could go away. Even if it's $25,000 of penalties because you owed $100,000 in tax debt at that time. Um, the whole amount of penalties would go away for failure to file and failure to pay under first time abatement. Now, if the IRS agrees that you qualify for reasonable cause, they're going to look at each specific year and determine is that year qualified under reasonable cause for your circumstances? And if so, abate that year. Now, they might abate one year, like 17, and then deny 18, 19, and 20 because they don't think that your circumstances rise to the level that they would approve. So big answer here, it just depends, but there doesn't seem to be a limit out there. 
Well, that just kind of emphasizes what I just said, which they sure seem to have a lot of discretion in making these kind of decisions. All right, so how is this application made? Is there a cookie cutter form? Is it the same form that's used every time? How does somebody go about requesting that penalty abatement? So there's not a form per se. Um, you have to, so how we do it is a little bit different. We go above and beyond. So you can write a letter. It doesn't have to be a formal letter. It just has to be a letter writing into the government, asking them to abate your penalties. Um, they do ask that you specify which year you're asking them to abate the penalties. Um, but we have found ways that will increase a better response from the IRS. So a lot of times people say to us, well, we, we wrote a letter and we asked for penalties to be abated five years ago and we never got a response. So we just thought it was denied. Well, the IRS has to respond. So we have determined that if you include form 843, it's called a claim for refund and request for abatement, along with accompanying your written letter for request, um, you have a better likelihood to get a response because now they have an actual form that they must respond to, uh, whether it be approval or denier, denial. If in your letter, you wanna make sure that you inform the government of all of the circumstances and provide all the supporting documents that you have, even if you think it's very small, um, anything at all that you have, you want to submit to them. So you know that somebody is at least looking at what was going on at the time that you just got out of touch with filing or paying your taxes. Um, so, and we also, so we would attach your letter, attach the form, and we create a cover letter with each um, specific client in this request that has all of the law associated with your specific facts to get you a better outcome as much as we can. Um, so, Form 843, a written letter, and then we provide a cover letter with all the, the law attached to reasonable cause for penalties to be abated. Uh, and then you have to wait about a year or more for a response from the IRS. Uh, we very seldomly see it before 12 months after we submit a request. So it's not a quick process, but eventually a response will come. That's a lot of good information. Is there anything else that you think the listeners should know if they're considering applying for penalty abatement? Requesting IRS penalty abatement requires you to carefully present your case and clearly express why you qualify for an abatement. And you only get one chance at this. So with one exception, there is an appeal that is available if you get a denial for penalty abatement request. Um, you are only given a short period of time. Sometimes it's 30 days, sometimes it's 60 days from the date of the denial only if you have additional information that you didn't previously submit. So if you send your response in and you get a denial and you thought, oh, I forgot about, I um, did have these disconnection notices at that time, then you can go ahead and appeal, send that additional information, then they have to respond to you again. So filing a penalty abatement requires an understanding of the situation, uh, clear planning and flawless paperwork to get the most favorable outcome. Here at the Law Offices of Nick Namath, we understand the difficulties involved in dealing with the IRS, which is why we have a specialized team of experienced financial analysts, case managers, enrolled agents, and attorneys to walk you through the penalty-related tax laws. Reach out to our firm today, and we can see how we can help you with reducing your penalties. This has been a lot of good information. I want to thanks, uh, thank everybody for listening to this episode of Namath IRS News. 
with your hosts, myself, Nick Namath, and my co-host, Jamie Flores. We hope you enjoyed all this information about penalty abatement. We hope it's been helpful for you. And remember, if you're struggling with an IRS issue, head over to our website, www.myirsteam.com, or give us a call at 972-484-0-TEXT. That's 972-484-0829, and schedule a free consultation to put this burden behind you. Also, to stay informed, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Jamie, you want to add the final word here? Yeah. Um, so if you liked what you heard today, please remember to like, comment, subscribe, and share this content with all of your family and friends. It's free to do so, and it would really help out our podcast. At the end of the day, we're here trying to give information to help you. So help us help you. Tune in next time when we talk about another exciting tax topic. The information provided during this podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal advice. 